Hi, you're listening to Yeah, They Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get started. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 3, Episode 3 Best Info. Original air date August 12th, 2008. The town's annual dog show segues into a canine malfunction. Zoe worries about the impact of the accelerated physics program on her life, and earthquakes affect Allison's wedding plans. Creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia, written by Bruce Miller and directed by Paul Hallahan. Thanks, Doug. My mother used to say that pressure can make diamonds. I mean, don't you want to be a diamond? Well, can't I just be like a sapphire who still has time to hang out with her friends? Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Doug Gramley, for Season 3, Episode 3, Best Info. Hi, Dad. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing okay. So this, this episode, we have robot dogs, diamonds and pressure, and lava, or should I say magma. Magma. <laughs> it's magma. Yeah. This episode, when I'm rewatching and it comes up in rotation, I always think of it as not being one of my favorites, and I forget. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. It is. It's a very busy episode. They introduce, I think, three new scientists, you know, that might have something to do with the plot. So it's a very busy episode. I think they tried to pack in as much as they could into this one. Yeah, and in my mind, I don't know why I always forget all of that's going on. Because when this comes up, I'm thinking, oh, it's about a dog show. And I know people are into these dog shows, but I'm not. And then they never actually show us a dog show. Yeah, there's really not much to say about the dog show. Like the background, you know, that's kind of the theme that's going on, but there's really nothing else about it. Right, and I don't know why in my mind I think it's about a dog show. And not that I haven't seen it a million times, I just forget that all this other stuff is going on. And I actually really like this episode. So the episode starts with Carter and Zoe, and I guess Zoe's feeling pressure because they want to put her in um, accelerated classes. Yeah. So there's a lot about pressure and diamonds. Yeah, she's going into some physics class, so part of what she's talking about or what she's learning ties back into something later on in the episode that Carter kind of uses or figures out what's going on. Right. First we meet Sparky. Well, we've met Sparky before. We met Sparky during the dream episode. Fargo was out walking Sparky when Carter had the accident with the truck with the toxic chemicals. Okay. And the funny thing is, because like I said, for some reason, I don't remember this episode. I don't remember a lot about it until I start watching it. And the funny thing is, when we were doing the podcast for that episode, I asked, Skip, do we know at this point that Sparky's a robot? And I totally forgot until I watched this again that Sparky isn't a robot. Sparky's not a robot. No. For some reason, this episode doesn't stick in my head, even though once I watch it, it's one of my favorites. And when we were talking about Sparky, the first time we saw Sparky in the dream episode, I said, do we know that Sparky's a robot yet? Not remembering that we find out Sparky isn't a robot at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. I'm getting confused because I'm thinking Sparky is the dog that the sparks literally like fly out of its neck. Oh, no. Sparky's Fargo's dog. Fargo's dog. Okay, yeah, which, yes, he's not a robot, but nobody knows that yet, even in Eureka, because of what happens at the end of the episode. Outside of Vincent's, we run into the chicken lady. Yes, and she's got Fifi, the dog, yeah. Who has a confrontation with Dr. Young. We see Dr. Young again. Yes, Dr. Young, she was the... Sexual harassment person? Sexual harassment, yeah, she's like... 
So we run into Dr. Young and her dog Thunder. And Fifi all of a sudden shorts out and blows up in front of them. Yeah. And I, I know it's a robot. Yeah. But it's still disturbing every time I see it. I mean, remember when um, Taggart had those geese? Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> and he snapped the goose's neck? Yeah. I mean, you still know that it's a robot, but still, it's just like right. you know, seeing dogs all of a sudden like, start freaking out and the head pops off. Yes, I know. I wonder yeah, if he was organic. Um, I don't know, but this town's got something with robotic animals. <laughs> you know. And it's funny when Joe is explaining the dog show to Carter. You know, yeah. he says, what is the DOD creating? What did he say? Robot robot dogs or something. Robot, yeah. Robot says, dog army or something. Yeah, and she's like, no, but that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Eva asks Henry to help her with something. You could tell by the look on Henry's face that he knew she was sooner or later going to ask him for something. Yeah, I mean, again, he's being kind of used by someone, but I think he's kind of wised up to it. Right, he's aware of it, yeah. yeah. So she wants him to scan an area that she want, says she wants to build a hotel on for radiation. And, you know, he tells her that the kind of scan she wants is a big job, but, you know, he's able to do it. And then we meet Dr. Mendel, who makes synthetic mucus, and he's sure that one of the dog people broke into his lab to steal the synthetic mucus for their dogs. Right. Because there was a beaker broken in his lab. He goes into the house with Joe, and Carter's in the lab by himself, and there's green lights that Carter calls northern lights, and an earthquake. And, of course, the beakers break, and he's covered in slime. For quite a while. He yeah. had that stuff dripping off his face for a long time. Yeah, the next couple scenes, he still has it. Don't uh, give him a towel to wipe it off. Yes, somebody give him a towel. They don't have a towel at GD. So he goes to GD, and there's no record of the quake. And Eva asks about Fifi's investigation. Carter had no thoughts on investigating a robotic dog. But apparently, because they're so intricate, and what did she say, New discoveries have always been found through the dog show. Right, yeah. Carter, he's not interested in investigating this at all. No, he doesn't understand why he has to. Yeah, that this isn't really a crime that's been committed. But apparently because other discoveries have come out of this dog show and these dogs are expensive and because it's GD that it could be considered like a sabotage kind of thing. Yeah. He finds out he does have to investigate it. And he's not happy about that through the whole episode. I mean, he's still upset that nobody believes him that there was an earthquake. Right, and he's distracted by that, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with an investigation of a dog. And then Nathan has to see Carter, not very nicely, you know, in Nathan's way. Yeah. And he says he needs a favor, except he never asks for a favor. He just says, I need a favor. And he imagines that any time he says he needs a favor, his favor will be granted, apparently. Would anything be a bigger waste of my time? I need Carter's. The answer's yes. Did you get the data on the seismic motion scan? Unclear. Uh, those are the details I need to go over with him. Uh, what do you want to know? There was a weird light and everything started to shake. Shut up, Carter. There was no earthquake. Joe was 50 feet from here. She would have felt it, too. I need a favor. And that's how you asked? Who raised you? They go to the lab where, I think her name was Tracy, has a logic diamond for Nathan. Carter thinks that it's for some experiment, and you find out they're regulated. 
because he's the head of GD or whatever he is, he's allowed to have one, but they're regulated and they're locked away. But Carter finds out this is a present for Allison. It's not for any official business. Yeah. Nathan just needs a law enforcement signature to take it out of the building. Pretty big diamond, too. Yeah. But it's kind of weird. Are you allowed to give a gift even though you're the head of GD? I could see needing a law enforcement signature to take it out of the building for some kind of purpose experiment. But to give to somebody who's going to be wearing it? How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird gift, too. It's a wedding gift. It was a necklace. It's huge a huge diamond at the end of the necklace. It didn't even look like a diamond. It looked like like one of those long crystals or something. It did, yeah. But if it's restricted and you need a law enforcement signature to have it, where would she be able to wear that? Right. Maybe it was just a show of force by Nathan to Stark. Carter, you mean? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just like in your face, look what I'm getting, Allison, or something. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You could see by his face that he was kind of happy. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, reveling in that that whole scene after carter signs for the diamond and he talks about the earthquake or i don't know how the probably third time fargo tells him that there's no earthquakes in eureka but he tells him to go talk to dr hood who's a retired seismologist yep now see he's another guy who doesn't work for gd anymore right he went crazy so they stick him in some I feel like that's what they, they do with everything. Yes. Anybody who goes crazy, they stick them in the woods. <laughs> in like some, some remote <laughs> cabin. But are the woods in Eureka or are they out of Eureka? We've never determined that. But, I don't know. I mean, if they're not in Eureka, they're right across the border. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, why wouldn't you erase their memory? And I mean, don't they do that? They or Yeah. That well, they redact them, yeah. And they have to sign all these confidentiality clauses. But I don't know. That doesn't make sense, but... And he still seems to be working, which yeah, they all do. Yeah, doing something, yeah. Yeah, they, were all, they all seem to be working. All the people that are not at GD anymore and living in the woods or whatever all seem to be working on the projects that they used to work on, except that they're doing it off the grid. Yeah. Dr. Hood doesn't find any evidence of a quake, but when Carter says something about the nor- Northern Lights, he kind of looks like, oh, that might be something. Although he doesn't say it to Carter, he just starts investigating on his own. We come to Carter and Joe, and Joe is still trying to investigate Fifi, and Carter is just not cooperating and doesn't want anything to do with it. And he's still distracted by the earthquake and that nobody believes him. And Joe, again, says there's no earthquakes in Eureka, and as soon as she says that, the ground shakes, except that it's Dr. Hood with his tunneling vehicle coming up in the middle of Main Street. Yeah, you would think that they would take that away from him. I know. <laughs> like, this guy's crazy, but let's let, let him keep his tunnel-boring vehicle. I know. And he thinks that he's found tribal luminescence, is that right? Or a pocket of magma, or the tribal luminescence means that there's a pocket of magma melting underground? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a pocket of pressure building up underneath Eureka someplace. But Allison tells Carter that Dr. Hood retired after he incorrectly predicted an earthquake in Memphis. They don't really take much of what he says seriously. And then we see Henry helping Zoe with her homework, which is kind of what this whole episode is about. He's using some kind of luminescence to melt. It was like sound, some kind of sound wave or something. To melt the quarter on the plate. The penny. Was it a penny? 
particular is a penny. And then, of course, Carter tries to pick up the plate. Why? <laughs> I mean, the ray was still going. I could see maybe after he was done shooting whatever ray that was, some people might, not most people, but some people might try to pick up the plate. He doesn't even wait for the ray to end. He tries to pick up the plate. But it melts the penny. So all this is, like, connected. The pressure, he talks about Zoe and pressure at school and diamonds and this thing, melting metal. In the meantime, Dr. Hood is drilling a hole in Cafe Diem. Right. Now you're starting to think that, yeah, this guy is yeah. really, he really is crazy. And so Carter makes him pack up and go home, and he tells him to take his tunneling vehicle home. And for some reason, and I don't know if this meant anything or if it was just some random thing he said, he said, do you mind if I tow it home so I could wash her before she gets rusty? And I always wondered if that had something to do with anything, because it seems kind of like a random thing to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. it doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything. It was just some random thing that he said. Yeah, I think they're trying to reiterate that this guy's crazy. Yeah, I guess, maybe. So Henry and Eva are at the site, and Henry notices the map she has is 70 years old. And then we're back to Carter. Now Carter's back on the Fifi investigation, so he questions Dr. Young... And as he's questioning Dr. Young, he throws the Frisbee and thunder explodes. And that one really explodes. Yeah, which again was like, I mean, you know they're a robot, but still. I mean, there's a pile of dog parts on the ground, and you can see, you can clearly see the dog's face and tongue. And it's just really a little disturbing. Carter tells Fargo to take the dog back to GD, and Fargo's excited because he's actually going to get to look inside the dog to do a dog topsy. And then we have Joe and Allison dress shopping. Apparently Joe loves wedding dresses. Yes. Earlier when she asked if she could go shopping with Allison, Nathan said something like anybody would because it's odd that Joe would love to go shopping for weddings. Yeah. She yells at Nathan, I like weddings. And just the look on his face, he just looks at her like, like, uh, what is going on here? (laughs) Anyway, they go shopping. Allison's in this dress. The tailor fits it to her, and then there's an earthquake. First first of all, why would you be doing this in the sheriff's office? That was my question, too. Yeah, why bring the dresses to the sheriff's office? Isn't there a bridal store that they go into the store, they try on the gown with a million mirrors around them, so you could see, not in the little bathroom with the mirror that you could pretty much only see your face? Right. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. That was weird. Now there's another earthquake, and Allison immediately thinks that Dr. Hood is tunneling. She wants to get out of the dress and go. Of course, whatever activity there was blew out all the circuits, so the tailor couldn't get her out of the dress. Right. And she goes to yell at Dr. Hood. She shows up in a wedding gown in a field to yell at Dr. Hood, so you know nothing good's going to come of that. Turns out he wasn't tunneling. He was right there, and he was trying to uh, predict a mud volcano. They don't call it that, but... That's yeah, it was called something, and uh, Allison knew what it was, and Carter had no idea what they were talking about, and then all of a sudden, geysers of mud spring up and get mud flying everywhere. Which we could have predicted. Um, yeah. Then Nathan shows up, and he makes some crack, and Carter tries to make him stop, and he just kind of is oblivious. He kind of ignores all this. You know, Carter's trying to make him stop because she's, at this point, is really touchy about everything now. Yeah. And Nathan's just kind of oblivious to any of that. In the middle of this, Carter's called for the dog autopsy. 
Fargo finds logic diamonds in the dogs. They go back to Tracy, the logic diamond person. She tells them that those weren't made in her lab. Right. Eureka's not the only place where they make these diamonds. So now Carter has to find out where the diamond's from. Allison calls Carter to her office, number one, to get her... Well, she doesn't call him to get her out of the gown. That just happens. To fix the zipper on the gown. And she apologizes for not believing him about the earthquake. But she has determined that they think the magma pocket could have been man-made. So apparently they all think that Dr. Hood is doing this to get himself back into the good graces of GD and everybody else. Right. Henry reports his findings to Ava, and he talks about some radiation that's on the site and says he'll know more when he finishes his scans or calculations. And she says, no, you don't have to. That's it. That's all she wants him to do. She's going to have to move her hotel, which makes Henry even more curious. He already knows she's up to something. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he doesn't believe it was all about a hotel. No, yeah, he doesn't believe that. Now he's really curious about what's going on there. And she kind of says something about real estate being competitive, so pretty much she's telling him not to mention this to anybody. Anybody, yeah. So Carter goes to talk to Dr. Hood again, and he mentions the exploding dogs and the diamonds. Dr. Hood has some device that could um, carbon, what do you call it? Not carbon date. Is that it? That can tell you where something was from, geologically, right? Yeah, I think that's what it's called, carbon dating. So he has this machine that could tell Carter where the diamond's from. They discover it's from Eureka. Dr. Hood says there's old coal mines in Eureka, which obviously we know coal makes diamonds. Yeah. So Carter, Joe, and Hood go to investigate the old coal mines. Hood gets hit with some sort of being kind of like what Henry used on the penny in Cafe Diem. Carter, Joe, and Dr. Hood, right? Mm-hmm. They're all down there. They get down there and they find a wall full of coal with diamonds on the wall, too, so it's clear that someone is down there. There's equipment and everything, so someone was down there putting pressure on the coal to kind of speed up the process, I guess, is what they're doing, which is in turn is causing these earthquakes. Right, because it's an acoustic wave generator, and Carter remembers Zoe's experiment, and he assumes that if this acoustic wave generator could melt a penny, could it melt rock, which Dr. Hood said yes, and that's how we're getting the uh, magma pockets. So they were man-made, just not by him. Right. Tracy confesses that she put the logic diamonds in the dogs to test them, and she confesses that she was making them herself because... All the ones that are made that people know about get locked up because they're used for weapons. And kind of like one of Henry's old speeches, everything we do gets turned into a weapon. And there's so many other uses for good. So she decided to make her own and she put them in the dogs to test them, which made the dogs explode. Nathan says, you know, now the magma's under so much pressure that even though they they turned off the acoustic wave generator, it's under so much pressure that it's going to explode at any time. Allison has the idea to drill down, and Carter has the idea to use the dog to sniff out the magma. Yep, use that fake mucus. Yes, to supercharge her sense of smell, I guess. Yeah. They were going to put explosives in the pocket, if I'm correct, and blow it to release the pressure. But I don't think they ever got to use the explosives. Am I right? 
They did not know. Okay. They found the magma, but by the time they got to it, it had already started to, I don't know if it like snuck up on them. They had to get away from it. So they used like the tunnel boring machine, Carter and Stark. So again, here they are working together. So they find the magma, but now it's there's too much pressure and it's it's going to blow. So I don't know who decided that they were just going to try and dig up towards the lake and then right. have the magma shoot out at the lake. Yeah. I was always confused and I was going to go back and watch it because I thought they never used the explosives. And then I never heard anybody say, let's head for the lake. So I never heard whose idea it was. I don't know if they were going in that direction and Stark realized the lake was there. So he said, just turn 15 degrees this way and, you know, we'll aim for the lake. I was never clear about that. And actually, to be honest, this is the first time I realized that they didn't use the explosives. I don't always pay a lot of attention to the sciencey things when they're working to fix something. I'm not ex- yeah. paying attention to the little details, so I don't think I ever realized they never actually used the explosives. I guess the lake's going to be steaming and the magma, which is now lava. No, it's lava. <laughs> because why? Why is it called lava yes, now? Yes, why is it called lava because now? It's out of the ground. But I already knew that. Did you? I never knew that. I, I did know that, yes. <laughs> I have two kids that are obsessed with volcanoes, uh, so they formed me because I made that mistake once. <laughs> I never knew that. It's not called lava until it's out of the volcano, I guess, or whatever. Allison kind of jokingly but kind of seriously said how good they work together. Yeah. And that they should do that more often. And it was funny how both of them said... Yes, or... Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. some sarcasm there. Right. They do, I mean, they they do work well together. I mean, it's that uh, yin and yang, I guess. Yeah, I always said that, I like, when they had to work together, because it's like one of those buddy cop movies, but they're not friends. Yeah. And they're funny when they work together, too. But Nathan does give him a compliment and says, good driving. Is that what he said, good driving? He didn't say it in front of Allison. Allison walked away, and he turned around, and he said, Carter, good driving. I mean, I know he said something. I thought he said maybe good job. said good driving. Okay. And he said it with no snark and no anything. It was an actual compliment. Fargo has won the dog show, and he's the king of the world. And here's where we find out that Sparky is not a robot when she... Keys on Carter's foot? Yes. Yes. And I guess the trophy's his. Doesn't matter if he cheated. And Henry comes and tells Carter about the radiation he found and says that he'll keep him in the loop because he doesn't lie to his friends anymore. Right. We end with Zoe coming home to study. The episode was all about pressure, and at the beginning it sounded like Carter was kind of putting too much pressure on her. You know, she she has a job, she has her friends, she wants to keep her job, and they want her in AP classes, and Carter's pushing her. But at the end, even though you think that she's doing it for him, it's... She's not really. She seem, She says she really wants to pass this test or get an A or do well. So I think now she's... I don't want to say she's putting pressure on herself. I think she really wants the good grades, where at the beginning of the show it didn't sound like she... Cared all that much. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Did we miss anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was a lot going on. There was a bunch of new secondary characters but uh yeah and they brought a couple of characters back because sometimes you know you have the scientist of the week usually and you don't 
normally see them ever again. But the chicken lady and I keep calling her that, and I have no idea Dr. what it Young. Yeah, Dr. No, Doctor Young and the chicken lady. I think that was it though. But you don't see that every once in a while. Like they brought that Seth guy back once, I think that I could remember, the plant guy. The, yeah. And then they brought him back because he was no longer the plant guy anymore because Carter burned all his plants, so now he was working with luminescence. So he was working in an aquarium the second time Carter had talked to him during the God is in the Details episode. But pretty much you see the scientist of the week once and you pretty much don't see him again. Yeah. Okay, if you don't have anything else, we will see you next week. Sounds good. Okay. All right, bye. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season three, episode four. I do over. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.